Thank you for joining us as we elevate the Black entrepreneur experience by interviewing CEOs, thought leaders, innovative thinkers, and Black entrepreneurs across the globe. I'm your host, Dr. Frances Richards. Today, our guest is a holistic nutritionist and fitness coach, and she's helping women to thrive with better gut health, balanced hormone, and a vibrant energy. Welcome, Lauren Wells. Hi, Dr. Francis. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here today. This is apropos. The holidays are upon us and some of us are feeling like, oh my goodness, our gut and we are um, totally out of balance. Why don't you share with our audience mm-hmm. about what you do, fill in the gaps and let them know why you are here. Yes, absolutely. And you're so right. Yeah. Holiday time. This is around the time when it's like, oh, God, I feel bricks in my stomach. Right. (laughs) And people are trying to look for the best ways of what to do, but and still as well as enjoy the holidays. So that's a bit of where I love to come in. I'm really good at bridging the gaps between, you know, modern health claims and ancestral wellness wisdom, putting it together where it doesn't have to feel like this hardcore task. And you just feel like, you know, it's either um, like white, black or white, you know, either I'm going to just eat what I want to eat and not care about it, or I'm going to be super, super strict and healthy. Like where's the balance in between? So um, that's why people like to call me their gut health bestie, uh, because I like to be their friend through the process and not just kind of pointing the finger at them on like, you're not doing this right. You're not doing that right. And just find the best things that you could work with where you are today. I'm all about the method of being holistic, but realistic at the same time. And it's always, um, you know, reminding people that it's a journey. So um, yeah, that's that's a big thing about me. I am a certified nutrition and digestion coach in Ayurvedic, me- um, Ayurvedic medicine. And I am also a certified fitness trainer. And literally over the last decade, I've just been really helping women to find that balance, um, getting them to go from struggling to consistently thriving to have better gut health balance their hormones and have vibrating energy, but really using the chakra systems to help with that. I'm an intuitive healer. So I like to really work with um, that aspect because our bodies is we're energetic beings. So, you know, we can have good energy based on the foods and the things we eat, but if we're not taking care of our like mindset and our self-care spiritual practices, we're going to be out of balance as well. And we want to say hello to Kim. She's joined us. And Kim, as you're listening in, if you have a question for Lauren or myself, um, don't hesitate to um, raise your hand or let us know that you have a question. So we don't want to leave you out of the conversation. Lauren, talk about um, getting into this work. Tell us that story. How did you get into gut health? Really good question. So uh, about eight years ago, I I always been in health as a whole. Um, I went to a vocational high school um, and I studied nursing. I I knew I always wanted to help people as it pertained to health. But after a while, I was like, I don't want to change diapers and bed (laughs) bed pants. Um, So I always had a a knack on wanting to help people um, as a whole. But I started to 
really get into more of the holistic approach. And I really started to dive into um, the preventative cares before someone gets sick or not feel well, and then they have to get medication. Um, I worked in the pharmacy all through high school and college. So um, I saw like what it's like, at, you know, when you're not feeling well. So I basically switched sides from the post when something's wrong health-wise to what are the preventative steps. So in 2013, I started out as a fitness trainer. And um, when I started to do that, I started to like get really into the gym and notice the change in my body. But I end up, long story short, I started to have chronic pain. Um, I always had like gut health issues, gas, bloating. Uh, I had pain in my um, joints, in my hands and my feet. And later I ended up learning that I was diagnosed with uh, two auto, I had hyperthyroidism and I was able to change a lot of that through fitness and a good diet, but I also ended up being diagnosed with two autoimmune diseases. So when that happened, I realized it was time to look a little deeper. It's not just work out. I can eat whatever I want. And just because I work out, I can like burn the calories off. I realized there was a deeper issue. And when I started to do my studies to take care of myself, as well as some of the other clients that were having hormonal imbalances and things like that, I realized um, your gut health is the culprit because your hormones live in the gut. So um, I started kind of diving in a bit more into nutrition and holistic nutrition about a year and a half later, around like late 2014, 2015. And um, it's just been an open journey from there. I just started to dive in and started learning so much and started to heal myself and help my clients. And then uh, when the pandemic happened, I finally was able to sit down and not have to travel so much in New York City, client to client. And um, the gyms closed. So I kind of hung the hat a little bit with taking new clients on um, fitness clients and finally went to school for um, holistic nutrition, uh, particularly uh, focusing on digestion, gut health and um, Ayurvedic practices and a lot of like older ancient indigenous practices. And I got certified. Uh -oh, did we lose her? Uh, Dr. Francis, you're muted if you are speaking. Oh, thank you for that. Um, I was going to say that you actually kind of parlayed into my next question. And so you had mentioned you're in New York City and we're talking about the pandemic. Now, do you take um, clients that are all over or primarily in the New York area? Yes. Yeah, so at first I was just working with clients in, in New York. Um, I probably had a couple like online clients here and there, but I'm actually appreciative not from the, you know, the horrific sh shifts that has happened with the pandemic, but it actually helped me to finally push to be completely online. And I just started to attract a lot more clients um, from all over. So I, I take anyone who's uh, accessible online. You don't have to be in New York. I, I mostly only work online now as of today. Excellent. Thank you for that. And I know we talked about um, an attitude of gratitude. You kind of mentioned this a little bit, but I want you to fill in the blank. 
thank you pandemic because Ooh, that's a good one um okay thank you pandemic because it helped me to sit still to get very clear uh on who i am how do i serve and how do i want to show up in my business uh thank you pandemic for allowing the world collectively to just sit down and start centering and focusing on self because of that uh a lot of uh clients especially the women in my tribe started to focus on more um self-care and wanted to take care of wellness but more from a holistic approach thank you pandemic um for you know uh because of the shift you know and just kind of flipping the world upside down a bit uh it really created a little bit of a an environment where people realize like okay everything's a little hectic i need to take care of self you know um i i need some support i can't do this on my own and it made them want to be able to outsource and then lastly thank you pandemic um for allowing me to move in this way where i'm online that i can take more um i can help more women um just outside of just new york so now like nationally can be able to help other women globally online And Lauren, what does self-care look like for you? Self-care for me um and and what I've learned and I guess this is another thank you to the pandemic. Uh I learned that it's more than just treating yourself. Like we're we're not necessarily a pet where we get like this biscuit treat, you know? Um it helped me to realize that self-care is more of a like ways to find inner healing for yourself. ways to help you to um smile more like doing things that make you feel good uh that takes care of you like and not a temporary thing cuz like you know we can do some retail therapy right and and it's like self care makes us feel good but then maybe financially it wasn't the smart thing to do down the road so for me um self care has been sitting still doing some breath work meditating yoga um you know walking talking to myself like it's more it has shifted from being like this outer exterior taking care of my body to an inner work of taking care of myself and and even therapy um all of those things have been a a big shift and a plethora of like this is self care talk about mental health and and being an entrepreneur So I think it's very important um because I feel like when you are an entrepreneur um you're you know we I joke with a lot of my entrepreneur friends because we always say in order to be an entrepreneur and and be you know imaginative and believing in yourself to put whatever this one little thought that was in your mind to become something you got to be a little crazy right so because you got to believe in a lot way before you put something out so um to me when it comes to that sometimes uh because we're hu- humans living in you know having human experiences we we will go through self sabotage some people would say that they'll feel like they'll go through like imposter syndromes and things like that and a lot of those aspects can affect and disturb us mentally it can really cause um mental health issues in the aspect so to me um entrepreneurship is definitely a lot more working on yourself 10 times harder than you actually doing your business and by taking care of your mental health 
Um, I'm a big, big advocate of having a therapist. I feel like everyone needs a therapist, but I definitely feel like if you're an entrepreneur, we need a therapist or a safe space or haven to like just unpack, you know, Um, and especially a lot of things that maybe we might have grown with past childhood traumas, all of those things, because if we don't have a space to work on that or clear that out and work on that, it shows up in our business. Um, It has for myself, many of my entrepreneur friends. So, you know, taking care of your mental health, healing from within, really adapting, you know, soul care, like self-care from a, a inner soul level, um, that is kind of like where you can kind of create balance, especially being an entrepreneur, because there is a lot of um, growing pains that you do when you uh, are an entrepreneur. Do you think the stigma still exists in the black community around mental health and therapy? Uh, I would say depending on a generation, um, it's, it's still a little there, but I'm feeling, I'm starting to feel, and and this is where it goes into thanks to the pandemic because people had to really sit still and sit with themselves. People are like starting to look for other things. Like, you know, it's like, okay, I can't carry this as long as I want to anymore. or I can't take this to the church because I'm not in church, you know, or, and looking for other outlets. So I feel like it, it still can be there. Uh, maybe for like, you know, um, the older generation, baby boomers, like, you know, my mom or older, uh, her generation, maybe sometimes would be like, well, what's wrong? Why do you need therapy? And it doesn't necessarily mean that something's wrong, but it is good to have a space where you can unpack. So I feel like we're breaking that, that cycle, you know, that, that generation stigma in a sense, and kind of like, making it more of a norm that therapy is okay. Therapy is needed. And it doesn't have to be like when everything is flipped upside down or crazy, like it's needed for both things. Like when something is great and you have a non-biased space to just share and talk about how proud you are of yourself and all of those things, as well as when something's wrong and when you're going through something. You mentioned you're a fitness trainer. Are you still doing anything in terms of training um, as a fitness trainer? Um, So I still have the clients that I've had for eight years. I haven't taken on new private clients. The only way that people can work with me um, in a fitness space is I have a group fitness class called Curl Sweat. um, And it is a dance aerobic fitness class. where I incorporate, like, it's like a culturally infused class where I incorporate like hip hop, soca, reggae, all these different forms of styles of music and find ways to like dance as well as uh, exercise routines um, to that. And I have those virtually every Saturday morning. And okay. And now is that by invite only? No, they can learn more um, on my website. Um, and they can register for classes. And then also, uh, if people are members um, in my holistic wellness and self-care community, uh, they get free access. Okay. And if someone's listening and they want to connect, how would they connect? Um, I hang out a lot over on Instagram and Clubhouse. I could be found at Thrive with LC. Um, on all social media platforms, or they can also go to my website at thrivewithlc.com. 
What is something that you wish you knew prior to starting your business? I wish I knew how to establish credit. Um, I actually had my business as a fitness trainer for about a year and a half, um, just taking cash clients because I was just trying to figure it out. But I, I really wish I understood the uh, benefit on establishing credit and creating like seed money to grow your business. Uh, Cause I literally bootstrapped my business for years. Um, so that would have been great to have known a long time ago because that would have helped me to immediately get coaches. Cause I didn't have a coach for a long time. Cause I was just bootstrapping my business and couldn't afford one. Um, that would have also helped me to uh, invest for someone to help me to just streamline what is my offers, how am I servicing, and and get a better understanding on marketing and social media. Um, I didn't start understanding that till honestly about maybe about two three years ago, and I've been an entrepreneur for almost a decade. So that would have been helpful to know. I would have. I wish I knew that coming in. Yeah, and we there's a gentleman, uh, Michael Benjamin, who we interviewed on Friday. That show will um, air later, who um, talked about credit. And so that was really great that you mentioned um, establishing credit and the importance of that in just building your business and sharing how you raise the capital, um, bootstrapping. So we'll appreciate that. Mm -hmm. What problem exists in the world today, Lauren, that you would like to solve? Um, so for me, women, uh, we are literally becoming, you know, the be all of all. Uh, we, we're not just home like we used to, just raising the kids and, and that's it. We're business owners. Some women are business owners, have a full-time job, a full-time mom, and, and trying to have another hustle on the side, but we are having a lot of health issues that is related to stress and, you know, which also is a culprit of uh, affecting the gut health as well as the hormones. And for me, um, I like to create spaces to uh, highlight that, to educate women in that capacity, but also provide the tools to help them, to help them to decompress, help them to learn about their body, understand gut health and how it plays a, a contributing factor. So for me, it's really about um, helping women, especially women of color, um, helping them to understand their bodies and finding uh, more safe spaces to decompress and uh, focus on some self-care and healing important to themselves before they pour into everywhere else where they are in the world. And speaking of stress, the holiday season, being a mom and all this other stuff that's going on, what advice would you give someone right now if they're listening? How can they um, decompress? So I like to use um, a base method um, is I use what's called my boss method with the triple S. Um, it's things that I focus on that I teach and really getting them to kind of gather and understand on the simplicity of like implementing this type of lifestyle to take care of yourself. And I'm not going to go into all, uh, 
because I have like workshops to focus on that. But it's about really getting to the point of just getting back to the basics of like, we know what to do to take care of ourselves, but society and all the Instagram gurus and all these people, all these different things makes us confused, right? Because we get an overload of information. My thing is just get back to the basics that you know what worked. Usually I have worked with hundreds of women. I have, you know, um, a community close to about 500 women and I've asked questions all the time. A lot of them have had something that worked and then go and try something else or, or they struggle staying consistent on what did work. So I would say, you know, um, speaking into the framework that I use of boss is definitely getting yourself to back to basic basis, um, back to the basics and, you know, hydrating, moving your body, getting your fruits and vegetables, you know, the proper servings that you need and um, opting out for what doesn't work. And then definitely incorporating the right routines that works for you. Like, you know, that incorporates your self-care as well as learning um, some aspects to empower yourself, like mentally uh, sharpening your mindset and um, keep your self-care as a top priority. What was the aha moment that you knew your business was going to be successful? Um, hmm, that's a good one. I would say my aha moment was uh, recent in this last year and a half or however long we have been in the pandemic. Um, it was really showing that even through a pandemic, I was able to sustain like, you know, cause I'm like my business structure changed completely. I totally left the gym and I kept, I always wanted to have like online and work with like, you know, doing more like holistic wellness, self-care, intuitive work, like all those things that I'm doing today, I've always wanted to, but I had to stop taking clients just because the quick cash of just getting a client right here in New York, I could travel to. Cause I was always like, um, moving, like going to the gym or going to the parks or their homes. So the aha moment for me was um, post pandemic. And the fact that a whole year after I was still able to sustain and make more money than I was as a fitness trainer. Um, so that's what it was for me to realize that even in the midst of the pandemic, um, I still provide a need and help others. Lauren, there are so many brands and businesses that are dominating. Talk about a brand or a business that's dominating that you admire and why. Oh, man. So there is quite a few. Um, I really like to um, pay attention to, um, I mean, just multiple brands. But one of the things that I definitely love um, watching is... Um, there is a company and a brand that is woman to woman talk. Uh, I, I like what they're doing. Like I like their aspect and they're not huge or big. Like, I'm, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of brands I like, but I like the smaller, I, I hate to use smaller, but just for this concept, I like really looking at the smaller brands who are still pushing to inspire. Um, so uh, there's, Plenty of them. I don't have like one in a sense, but a lot of the brands that I like is, is those who are uh, small businesses that still push and cater, um, even in the midst of like what we just went through in the pandemic. Talk to a younger you. What advice would you give to a younger Lauren? 
if I were to sit and talk to my, um, my younger self, uh, little Lauren is definitely telling her to use her voice, um, you know, believe in herself in a sense, but use her voice. Like her voice has power. Um, and, and definitely leading to that nudge the first time, (laughs) um, like, you know, you just get this like little feeling and something you want to do, but maybe society will make you feel as though it's, it's kind of crazy or not real. or can't make money by that or whatever. So, um, my younger self, I would definitely, um, tell her to, um, you know, use her voice, that feeling that, you know, maybe she gets that is interesting or maybe want to help others in that capacity, lean into that more and not dim the light just because of the society, the way they look at it or something. Cause I probably could have been an entrepreneur way younger. And you talked about moving into the holistic space. What was that um, pivotal moment to make you just go after the holistic direction versus traditional? So um, that kind of goes back to like uh, how I got into gut health in a sense. Like I started like, you know, I I did work out and all of those things. And I was kind of more in a traditional way, like, you know, work out hard, go hard, go home, count your calories, all of that. But then when I end up getting diet, when I actually started having chronic pain, um, having all of these health issues way before I got diagnosed, I didn't know what was going on. I started realizing there's something deeper. It's more than just like, I'm eating well, look good on the outside, but I'm hurting. I'm having pain. I can't stand up. Um, I started to look a little bit deeper um, beyond uh, what I thought because I got into the field when I had a very, very close family member die at such a young age and, and seeing him sick. I was like, okay, I want to start taking care of myself. But I went the traditional way of just like, okay, work out, work out hard. and, And I can just eat what I want, eat healthy, you know, for the most part, but all of that. So it took for me to um, start having my own chronic issues and being diagnosed with two autoimmunes uh, to realize there's a bigger picture here. And it's more of focusing on the whole and not just the outside. I was really building my health or, you know, focusing on fitness, which was just the front. I wasn't really keeping, like, I wasn't looking at the whole body, like building myself from the outside in. What have you, um, I want to kind of talk about, um, so sorry for your loss. What have you not done in life that you dream about often that you would like to do? Um, well, I have yet, uh, I have like, uh, I have quite a, a few goals and dreams and, you know, and I haven't even began to scratch the surface. Uh, but one is definitely being a mom. Um, the other part is I have a nonprofit that I want to have in the near future. And, you know, uh, just creating like an organization that will is solely on giving back. You know, my brand, my business right now is a for profit company. Uh, so I would say that. And if speaking of the the future, the nonprofit, what would the nonprofit 
focus on? Um, definitely focusing on like, you know, the youth and finding ways to, you know, focus on like mindset and personal development and empowerment, as well as, you know, incorporating, you know, taking care of yourself. I, like, I feel like no matter what I do always be, <laughs> because that's a whole, it's the whole holistic picture of like, we got to feel good, look good, all those things. Right. Uh, but really focusing more on mindset and personal development. I want you to talk to someone in the audience and they're listening and they're a chronic dieter and they've been dieting for years off and on. And just like you said, they're struggling with um, getting it right. The holidays approaching, they have anxiety, they're stressing. What value bomb would you drop to that person? Um, I mean, some people, we have to kind of realize that, um, especially like chronic dieting, um, that we, that is a form of an addiction. Uh, some people don't look at it or get it that way because they're just focusing on like their goal. Like, I just want to lose this weight. Uh, but that creates stress. Remember I went back to saying, you know, stress is one of the biggest aggravators, uh, that cause hormonal imbalances and gut health issues. So for someone who's a chronic dieter, um, and these are the things that I teach in like my, um, workshops, I, I have a workshop that's, um, called Stop Meal Planning and Eat Smart and, and really focusing on that boss method that I had of just, you know, um, what are the best things to do that like I one of the things that I've had someone I, I had a client before I had to fight with because this is a sensitive topic, especially when it comes to the person is a chronic dieter and they um, there's like some mindset stuff wrapped around it. Sometimes it's a safety thing. Um, it may be like a deep internal thing that might be childhood stuff. So one of the things I would say is that helped one of my clients um, kind of shake out of it before um, was, are you happy doing what you're doing? And if you were to do it any other way with the way this, you know, the chronic dieting, would that be the way you'll go about it? Most time they'll say no, like, just like I just want to do and be what I want to eat what I want and all those things. Now, not to say that you could just go and eat like Oreo cookies and junk food, all of that, but let's take the the stress out of it and get back to the basics, you know, um, back, get back to the basics, getting your fruits and vegetables, opting out of the things that are causing more stress. And if that is diet, chronic dieting and all trying all these things and it's creating, you know, um, a stress and a havoc on you, uh, I would say let it go. I also would say, and I'm saying this very carefully because I don't want anyone to think I'm saying for someone who is a, a you know, a chronic dieter that something is wrong, you know, because like I said, going back to the stigma that therapy is something wrong, but I think it would be very healthy and beneficial um, to uh, speak with the therapist and also maybe work with someone like, you know, myself or someone that has a more holistic approach to uh, nutrition and learning about sustainability, like sustainable, healthy ways of eating where you don't have to diet or if you travel, you're not taking off because I've had clients who would do that. Like if they weren't counting their calories, they went on vacation. We're literally like a month behind because we're going through all the mental strains and the stress of 
feeling guilty and wrong by not following a diet um, or I didn't meet my macros, like all of those kind of things. So I would say, um, you know, looking and paying attention to is this way of how you're living right now as it pertains to like your nutrition and, and your path of um, whatever it is, whether you want to lose weight, maintain weight, does that, are you happy about it? And if you're not, and you're noticing that's causing you stress, let's learn about sustainable, healthy eating uh, methods like a boss, you know, get back to the basics, opt out. And if you want to learn about the the triple S, you have to come to my workshop (laughs) to learn about the other threes. (laughs) And so are the workshops um, ongoing or are you having a workshop soon? Tell us about the workshop. Yes. So um, right now there is, uh, I'm rebranding because I had like an automated workshop that I had. Uh, in the next week, there will be ongoings from there. So the, everything will be like posted and up on my website. But we are starting the live workshops because I was in school. Uh, the live workshops is going to be uh, coming in about the next week. Okay. And you're going to start the live workshops before the holidays? Yes. Okay. And then tell, tell them the, work, the um, website if they want to jump in. Uh, you can learn about all of that uh, on my website at thrivewithlc.com. Uh, for anyone who is just kind of like, Lauren, I can't wait for your workshop. Can you just give me a taste of something? Uh, you can still go to my website and the um, masterclass of Stop Mill Planet and Eat Smart is uh, still live on my website. But that will be taken down and then we'll have an actual live workshop, which is me live. Um, it'll, you'll be getting uh, worksheets and I'm really like working hands in hand. Uh, in these workshops, answering questions, all of those things. But everything will be found on my website, thrivewithlc.com. Talk about an event in your life or business that you would like to redo and why. Mm. An event that I would like to redo. Actually, uh, there was uh, an event that I had and, and it was just such a fun experience and I love to uh, have hands on. I mean, the, it, we haven't really had any, especially here in New York, like we're on high shutdowns. Uh, I had an event at a college out here and I was working with the students and it was very uh, engaging. So we did like everything we did quick, simple workouts that they could do that's easily from home, you know, how to perfect that way. We did some um, aspects on working on mindset shifts and some self-care practices. So I really enjoyed that. Um, In my career, I've only had quite a few uh, actual like speaking workshops or like summits. Uh, So most of those that I've done, I love those and I would love to uh, do it again. Talk about business continuity. What is your highest risk as a business owner? Um, <laughs> uh, risk as a business owner. I feel like if you're a business owner, you, you're you, it is a risk, uh, period. Uh, because I run my business that, you know, like if anything were to happen to me and that has happened back in 2019, I fell down the steps and I tore my ACL and my meniscus. Um, I mean, it's a little different now. Because uh, I'm online, so things are a little bit more secure. But uh, the risk is the sense of 
my business still floats and builds off of me and my presence. Not as much today because now um, I have Hervival, which is our holistic wellness uh, and self-care brand. It's myself and many other experts that provide workshops, classes, meditations, uh, workout classes, cooking classes. Uh, but it's still a risk um, in the sense, um, you know, having my own business and, and putting everything, all of my time, money and energy into it. Uh, but I, for me, I don't even, that don't even feel right to me. I don't even look at it as a risk because it's, a, it's to me, I guess it's a risk well taken. Like the risk was believing in myself, stepping outside of what I went to, like got my degree and spent four years and 12 years of schooling and plus four years of college that was a risk uh, because I, in the way society says that I got to get a job that was within my field, uh, in an essence, it still was. But I actually went to school to be an occupational therapist. Um, so I would say that was more of a risk than what I feel like today in my business. I, I don't feel like it's a risk. Let's take a snapshot and a uh a review of the last 30 days and what was your biggest win? Uh, the last 30 days, uh, my biggest win was actually uh, retweaking so that I could have these actual live workshops. And my biggest win was launching finally after holding on for about, about three years, but definitely holding on for about a year and a half because I had to wait till I finished school. I launched my, um, my cohort. It is, uh, the, the divine alignment program, which is an eight week self mastery program focusing on gut health and energy healing. Um, I finally launched that and now I'm doing a cohort for every quarter of the year where I get to work very closely with a small group of women. I don't take more than 12, um, for each cohort of a program. And that was a huge success. Like, you know, I, I have, you know, our membership and I have like clients now do workshops. But the fact that I can really sit in and hold hands and create and cultivate a very safe and sacred space and mastermind um, with women for uh, eight weeks, that that was huge. And it's been an honor and a pleasure watching the transitions in these women's lives. Like, even though it's focused on gut health and energy healing, like, hearing a woman like because they did the work that we did they started believing in themselves and they stepped out and landed this big you know corporate job or the raise that they wanted to get or you know them feeling good that they was able to release you know 10 pounds and it wasn't that hard you know like they thought it was going to be just so draining or whatever that has been such a pleasure and my biggest win in the last month Uh, my zone of genius is incorporating um, the gut health aspect and how it relates and connect to your body energetically, particularly working with the chakras. Um, so I really help to intertwine the, uh, the aspect of, like I said, like a lot of the, the commercial health aspects, like, you know, those tactics and kind of really incorporating from uh, an intuitive letter aspect, because I am an intuitive, intuitive healer, but really, really taking in and bridging that gap from the modern health aspects and 
claims and incorporating that ancestor wellness wisdom. What is your weakness as an entrepreneur? Uh, my weakness is that I, I will sometimes uh, care a little too much. Uh, I will be the one willing to roll up my sleeves and push harder for someone's well-being and them being the best version of themselves uh, when they're not ready for it yet. Uh, I've learned that a bit, so it's not as much, but I will. Uh, it's sometimes hard for me to... Um, kind of understand like you know when someone's at a certain level where they are and and just leaving them like I'm like I know that I came here I know I'm a healer and you know if I can't be in spaces that um you know healing in the beginning that used to be very challenged but I would say my weakness is uh you know caring caring a little more than the person may be ready for and what drives you every day to continue doing what you're doing um, because I know my calling, um, you know, I've gotten many messages and signs over the years that I'm a healer. So I, I literally, I just, you know, uh, surrender and, and do what I'm called to do. Like I, I wake up every morning and I'll pour into myself. I'll sit still and I'll get into my prayer and meditation and listen to, um, what I'm guided for. So because I take that time every day, I'm always constantly reminded, like, of what my what my journey is and and what I'm supposed to do now I always honor my rest <laughs> of course but uh I would say uh, by sitting still and connecting to my higher source um that that's my driven factor and how do you do the difficult things that you need to do um, I'm one of those people, there's a funny meme that goes around that says, you know, are you going to cry about it or are you going to get it done? And it's like, first of all, I'll do both of them. <laughs> I'm one of those people, um, especially like when I was through school, I kicked and screamed all through school, but I still got it done. Um, so for me, it's, uh, definitely allowing, uh, patience. Like one of my anchoring thoughts that I have, um, is the fact that, you know, it, 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 you know, what's the right things that are hard, they may be hard, but they need to be done, you know? Um, and if I got to take a breather to take a step back and get to it, then so be it. But um, yeah, I, I just, the stuff that I know I got to do, get done. Even if it's challenging, I just take the breaks where I need to and get back to it. The word is listening. What is that resounding sound or that message that your generation is saying that we should be listening to? I would say self. Um, you know, like the more I, I know for my generation, like we're we're really like embodying self care or, or seeking to embody self care. I'm an '80s baby. Um, so I would say that, like, because the more that we sit still and really go into that voice, uh, it's our guiding source. So I always say, like, when we sit still, like we have an intuitive GPS, but sometimes we got to sit still and sit quiet in order to get where the destination and that ETA where we're like the estimate time arrival where we're supposed to. Uh, we got to sit still to get into to tap into that inner um, GPS. So I would say for my my generation um, it's more about self-care. 
Lauren, I want you to have a monologue. I want you to name this person, living or not. This person has inspired you so much. Name the person and what are you saying to that person? Ooh, uh, I don't have one person. Um, I definitely have a conglomerate of women uh, that have been in my life because I look at me as a person is like a table. We have four, a table has four legs. So for me to hone on to one, I can't just, uh, to hold up a table, we got all four legs. So uh, for me is definitely my, um, my support system uh, for my mother to, you know, my really close friends, like my sister circles. Um, those are spaces as well as, uh, you know, I, I give myself as one of those legs because I, I take the time to trust myself even when I don't, but to take the actions to do. Um, so for me, it's definitely mind, body, spirit as a three piece. So my God, my spirit, my community, um, and then my body that takes the actions that need to do. Those are the four legs for me um, that holds me up. What is the best decision you've made as a leader? Um, I would say my best decision, uh, in spite of, at one point, I didn't feel like uh, pursuing to be a trainer was like a career. I don't know why. Um, but taking the best decision for me was to really step forward on what was the idea. I didn't really know everything I was going to do. I was just like, okay, let's kind of give it a try. When I used to have that, perfectionist mindset that it was like either be all in or don't at all um and I know that's like a good thing to say like people say either give it your all or don't give it at all not to say I didn't give my all but I really didn't know what my path was looking like I just knew the one step I wanted to try was definitely something I wanted to do I'll give my all to that one step I had no clue what was going to be for I had no clue I was going to actually start a whole business and an enterprise like any of that uh, but I would say that's my best decision. Like I got a flyer. One of my cousins was like, hey, they got this flyer for fitness training. And, you know, I had a cousin who I went to school with. We both went to school to get our certifications together here in New York at CUNY. And just stepping out on faith and giving it a try. Um, that was one of my best decisions. Now, is your cousin still a trainer? Uh, no. He's not. Okay. Lauren, if you conducted this interview, what is the one question that you would have asked yourself? I want you to ask the question and answer it. Uh, if I were to ask myself a question, I would say it would be, where do you see yourself in the next five years? Uh, and the reason why I would ask that, because I remember having a mentor saying who you are today is based on the decisions and the mindset where you were five years ago. And each increment of five years that passed, it it is almost so true. Um, so I would ask myself that question. And what is the answer? In five years, I definitely see uh, my enterprise, her rival, um, as a one of the most successful online holistic wellness and self-care community for women of color. Um, to my understanding, is the only right now. 
Um, but a, a successful enterprise, we're having annual retreats and I'm able to run a multi-billion dollar holistic wellness company by being myself and cultivating spaces to help women in their, in their journey. That's awesome. Thank you. We've come to the part of our interview. It's called Fun Facts Lightning Round. I'm going to ask you a series of questions and I want you to give me very quick answers. Are you ready for the Fun Facts Lightning Round? Uh, okay. <laughs> and there's something, if there's something you desire not to answer, feel free to say pass. Okay. So your favorite color? Um, is two, purple and pink. Your first job? My first job was uh, working in housing in Brooklyn. The last movie you saw? The last movie I saw. Oh. This Christmas, actually. You relax doing what? I relax resting and watching TV with my fiance. And congratulations. When is the wedding? <laughs> yes, it's about to be a year. Got engaged. Um, we don't have an exact date yet, but sometime in 2023. And when did you get engaged? I got engaged December 30th of last year, 2020. So it's about to be a year. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Your favorite singer or rapper? Um, I don't have one. I'll pass. Your favorite dance song? My favorite dance song, uh, I would say probably most of the line dances. I'm a line dance person, so I like the wobble. What food do you eat every week no matter what? Uh, sweet potatoes. Your favorite month? May, birthday month. Workout or hit the couch? Uh, workout. Lauren Wells. Thank you so much for joining us on Black Entrepreneur Experience Podcast. Before we let you go, why don't you share with our audience the best way for them to connect with you and to do business with you and feel free to leave all your social media handles. Yes. Well, thank you, Dr. Francis, so much for this time. It's been a pleasure. Um, and especially thank you for uh, having me back because I was on here and literally my whole business has changed. <laughs> Um, since the last time I've been here, but, uh, on all social media platforms, you can find me at thrive with LC. So that's T H R I V E W I T H L as in Lauren C as in cat. Um, and you can also go to my website at thrive with LC.com. That's where you can get to learn more on. If you want to book a, a consultation, like a one-on-one -on -one call where you need support and help in knowing your gut health type and what is the sustainable, healthy eating lifestyle for yourself. Um, you can also learn uh, there about the divine alignment program. Uh, we'll be opening the doors for that soon. Um, it's personally just being offered to the Hervival community. Uh, and you can also learn about the Hervival community um, as well, which is the holistic wellness and self-care uh, community. And we have our own um, wellness app for that space and community. So everything is on my website at thrivewithlc.com. And you developed your yes, own app? Yes, for the Hervival community. 
Oh, congratulations. That's awesome. Thank and you. where can they get the app from? When they go to my website at Thrive with Elsie, they can um, learn more there and go to the website because the website is hervival.co, but everything's linked on Thrive with Elsie. Thank you, Lauren. That Thank is you so much.